doppelgangers. What are they? What happens if you see one? What happens if you see one in the mirror? What happens if someone you know sees your doppelganger? Does that mean trouble for you? Trouble for them? I think this is a great time of year to ask these questions. We're going to go through the history of the more well-documented cases of doppelgangers. If you want to know more about these and possibly get at some of the root answers of what these might be, come and take a walk with me on the circle path. Circle Path Podcast. My name is Adam Skaggs. Thank you for joining me. It's been a long time since I've had the pleasure of talking with all of you. As I'm sure with most most of you, there's been a lot of changes just, just in our lives and everyone else's lives with COVID and all the other stuff that's going on. I know you guys don't want to hear me talk about COVID or anything else, but I just kind of want to give you a rundown of what's currently happening with the show and why Alicia is not with us currently. Uh, she is has some outside commitments that are taking up quite a bit of time currently. And for the foreseeable future, I'll be doing the show solo. So, I hope that you guys will stick around and listen still and ride with me, you know, until she comes back or if she, if she does come back, I don't know, she'll, she'll pop in from time to time though. Uh, just have a lot of things going on outside of work or outside of the podcast. So, 
Um, just hang with me. Um, still have the Twitter going. I'm getting the Instagram back up and running. As a matter of fact, I just posted a new picture tonight on Instagram for the first time in quite a while. So it's a it's a pretty good shot of of the uh, the the setup here. Also, uh, just wanted to uh, thank you all for uh, the patience that you've shown and and continuing to listen to our previous episodes while we were gone. Um, so without further ado, let's get this let's get this started, right? So tonight we're going to be talking about doppelgangers. What they are, you know, the kind of the history of basically the the stories that are most relevant, most most known to the doppelganger phenomena. Uh, the, there's some of you, you know, like you, most people think, oh yeah, he saw his doppelganger. In modern context, that means that you just see someone that looks very similar to you or someone that you know or something like that. But it in recent history and our past, it's meant a lot of different things, right? So doppelgangers in in our, in our recent past have be, have meant you know, if you see your doppelganger, it it means bad things. It's a bad omen. So, not so much anymore. I mean, I guess, I guess not. I don't know if it if it still is a bad omen. I I don't even know. But we're gonna talk about that. So, I'm gonna read off some stories here to you guys and kind of just kind of give you my thoughts on each one of them as we go. So. Uh, hopefully you guys are interested in in this, and we'll we'll uh, talk talk more about it. So the first one here is a, a go, it's, it's about a woman named Emily Sagi. She was a school teacher in France. She had a really difficult time keeping a job, and she was always getting fired. She got fired. I want to say at least 18 to 19 times from multiple schools because of a lot of weird things that were happening with her and just made a lot of people very uncomfortable. Um, Specifically, people would see her doppelganger in close vicinity to her. And what's, what's really weird about it is she never knew or never saw this doppelganger around her, although everyone else did. She, 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 okay, one day, one day, I'll tell you this, one day there was, she had got hired at a all-girls school, and there was a classroom that was kind of adjacent to a courtyard, and there was 42 girls in this classroom. They had a supervising teacher that was overseeing the these kids at the at the time and she had stepped out. And these kids had noticed that this woman Emily Sagi, 
I'm sure I'm butchering that name, by the way. Um, she she has she was out in the courtyard. She was picking flowers, and the students started to notice notice that she started getting sluggish, and her her mannerisms started looking a little bit weird, as if they were strained or her energy was being kind of drained from her. Some of the students looked back at the empty chair that the supervising teacher was sitting in previously. And Emily appeared in the chair. So she was not only in the courtyard, but she was in the chair as well. Uh, no, these kids noticeably were were uh, freaking out. They they went up to to Emily in the in the chair and attempted to speak to her. Of course, not, you know the the doppelganger did not say anything back to her, any of the kids. So one of the girls decided that she wanted to try and touch the doppelganger. And she put her arm out to touch the doppelganger, and her arm went right through it. She said it felt like uh, cobwebs, really thick electric-type cobwebs. And as soon as she did this, the doppelganger disappeared. And there was 42 witnesses that saw this. Now, the girls looked back outside in the courtyard, and Emily was still there. She was still picking flowers. Note, uh, th- this, this obviously freaked out everybody that saw it. <laughs> so the girls went home, and many of them told their parents. And, of course, the, the parents freaked out and got her fired yet again. Got this poor woman fired again. But this was not only the this is this wasn't the only occurrence of something like this happening with her. Uh, many of the students in some of her previous roles, she had seen they had seen her doppelganger standing next to her at the chalkboard, mimicking mimicking her movements. You know, she's writing on the chalkboard, but there, there was no chalk in the in the doppelganger's hand. So it was just mimicking the movements. I don't know what to really honestly make of this. I when I think of of, of this, it makes me think that this might have been an etheric double, possibly. Maybe her astral body was not, or was just taking a stroll, right? <laughs> taking a stroll at the time, or wasn't wasn't quite uh, attached the way it should be, because this kept happening, right? And this this was ongoing. So, here's another story. Sixteen oh three. Queen Elizabeth. She walked into her bedroom and saw herself. 
saw herself laying in the bed. And she was in, the, the doppelganger itself was in terrible condition. Like, you look at it and it was sickly looking. She obviously, she obviously was startled and left. But soon after, she became really ill and died. So, I mean, this might lend credence to the, the idea of a bad omen, but I'm going to tell you a few more that, that might might solidify that for you as well. In 1796, Catherine the Great, she was awoken by her servants. Basically, her servants coming in telling her, that someone looking identical to herself was sitting in her throne room, on her throne. And being Catherine the Great, she's not going to put up with this, so she runs in there. Runs in there to see who is who possibly has the wherewithal to sit down on her throne. So when she got in there, she was shocked to see herself an exact copy of herself sitting on the throne. And not she was she wasn't gonna have this. So she had her servants fire weapons at the at the imposter, right? But the bullets had zero effect. And when the bullets hit the doppelganger, it dematerialized. Within a few two two to three weeks she died of died of a stroke in 1860 abraham lincoln after he was elected looked into a mirror and saw two separate reflections one as he was one as he was essentially like looking at looking at yourself normally and the other looked really pale and sickly as well. Although it was him. He told he told his wife about it and they saw it as an omen that he would be reelected and for a second term and would not leave live to see it through. And we all know what happened with Abraham Lincoln. Unfortunately. So, I mean, it th- this is this is I think that these are all different types of things, right? They're all being bundled in under the umbrella of doppelganger. But I think there is there is subsets of what a doppelganger is and the causes for it. I do think that if you do see a doppelganger or someone sees your doppelganger as pale or sickly, it, it probably does mean a bad omen given all the stories that have historically happened. But I also think that these could be etheric doubles. Like I was saying with Emily, 
maybe possibly, you know, her etheric double just going out for a stroll or not, not being all the way, all the way attached in the way it needs to be to the body. And we all, I mean, the etheric double always leaves everyone's body, right? According to Robert Monroe, you know, you leave, you leave your body when you go to sleep. But maybe she, maybe, you know, she, her, her etheric body just leaves throughout, I mean, throughout the day. Maybe her, her state of consciousness and being allows that to happen. Now, there's a, there's another subset of doppelganger that I think is more, more on the interesting side. I think that there might be an entity or entities, types of entities, call them demons, call them malevolent beings, or jinn even, right? If you go back and listen to some of our episodes about about the jinn or shadow people, or beings like in that same vein, I think that they may be contributing to this phenomenon. There's there's stories about people that have run into other people's doppelgangers to confuse or to cause harm. A specific example, uh, there was a woman that was had a had her her family on the beach and her her house was close to the beach within walking distance and her family her and her family had been on the beach she had a young uh, five or six year old daughter and they had started to walk back to the house they got back to the house and she saw she looked back out over the water and she saw her daughter kicking in kicking and screaming as if she was drowning in the water knowing full well though that her daughter sitting in the house she still went out there to see if she could help and you know this woman going out to the water you know that there's no the the idea of the the doppelganger kick, kick, kicking and thrashing around in the water, drawing the mother out to the water, just wasn't going to be good, right? That's 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 a specific example, but you know if you if you go, th- there's stories of people going ghost hunting, let's say, and you split up, and you know, one investigator goes to the other side of the building and you go to the other side and you hear your name being called or you run into somebody that looks exactly like the other investigator. Sometimes you can have a full conversation with them. And it turns out that that, that the real investigator is all the way on the other side of the building still. And you're interacting with 
God knows what. <laughs> could be a ghost. Could be, could be a shadow person, a jinn, some kind of malevolent en- entity. I don't know specifically what what they are. I'll give you guys a good example. When Alicia and I, we went to Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. We did an episode about this as well. During our time there, there was somebody that, just like I just like I gave the previous example, someone that we were there with, we saw. However, we, and we and we actually we we communicated with them, and it turns out that he was it wasn't him. He was all he was on a different floor on the other side of the building, and we didn't know about this until until after we left the place. We had no, literally no idea that we were communicating with a doppelganger or some kind of, some kind of ghost or some kind of entity. So it could be, it could have, it could have been something like that, or it could have been his etheric double, right? That happened, same thing that happened with Emily. I'm more inclined to think that that is the case with a lot of these. You know, especially especially the 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 stories. I mean, I only went through a few stories, guys. There's there's a ton of stories out there, but especially the stories that that where the where the the people are seeing someone's double, but they have no idea that it's there or present in the same space. It just seems seems really, really plausible for me. I don't know what you guys think about that, but I'd be very interested to hear your stories about if you've seen if you've seen a doppelganger. Have you seen someone's double in any kind of your in kind of any kind of investigation or day to day life? Other than the one time that's happened to me that I know of, it may have happened multiple times. Who knows if you're if you don't see if you don't have this happen quite a bit. If you have if you have a lot of interactions with different types of people, who knows? You know, they can mimic anything. And if we go back to the idea of them being some kind of entity, yeah, they can they can have full conversations with you. So maybe that's the key, right? As if if, if the doppelganger is interactive, then it's probably falling in the bucket of being some kind of entity. Whereas if it's something that's just sitting there or standing there or mimicking your movements, mimicking the person's movements, I would say it's probably some kind of etheric double. 
you know, just like just like with with the the kids touching the, the double, it didn't interact, it didn't say anything, and when they touched it, it disappeared, it dematerialized. I mean, it, it's it's pretty creepy, but not nearly as creepy as if it actually started talking back to you. Every time I think of of doppelgangers. <laughs> this is this is this is kind of a kind of a an off the ball or off the off the wall type type analogy, but in in Ghostbusters, when in Ghostbusters one, when they're down in the the basement of the library towards the beginning of the movie and they see the librarian and they talk to the librarian. You know, the librarian's just floating there you know, reading a book and she turns to him and goes, shh, and goes back to reading her book. That to me, (laughs) that to me would be, yeah, that's, that's an obvious, obviously what I would think of as, as being what I would encounter if I was dealing with an entity versus a doppelganger that's not going to, interact with you. I, and I'm also reminded Robert Monroe, he talked a lot about, and not only him, but other, other people that deal with, you know, out of the body travel, out of body type thing, you know, things. They talk about how when, you know, everybody leaves their body at night, they'll run into people on the astral that are asleep still. And they're just kind of just there. They're just kind of just floating or just standing there or just kind of just like in a haze. Like sometimes they will try to interact with them and they, it's like you're poking, you can poke them with a stick. They won't move. They won't do anything. They're just out, out for a stroll. So thinking about that, that's probably, <laughs> that's, that, yeah, that's, that's probably what's going on. These people just are proficient at leaving their body. They just don't know it, which is, it, it, it's, that's a whole nother interesting subject in and of itself. I think we have a, we had an episode that we did about astral projection. If you want to check that out as well. But I think a lot of this stuff is intertwined. And, I mean, don't, don't take anything I'm saying as gospel. I, I'm definitely not a person that knows with 100% certainty anything. This is pure speculation on my part. But I think there is the three buckets that the doppelgangers fall into. And I've never heard it broken down this way. And I think this is, this is a good way to do it. You have ones that are essentially bad omens and etheric doubles. You have some kind of entity. And then you also have ghosts or, 
or people that can actually do this on command, right? So like by location, let's get into, let's get into by location. There's, there's been documented stories of, of people being able to by locate, be in multiple places at one time and have separate conversations and interact differently in both locations simultaneously. I'm reminded of, I don't know, for the Catholics in the audience, uh, Padre Pio. He was able to, he was one of the famous saints that was able to bilocate. I don't know the exact stories, but I know that he was able to interact and be in multiple places. and look as if he's in the physical in both. And I think that's a very real possibility as well that with a lot of these. I mean, especially especially people that like him or, you know, some mystics or, or some, you know, people that are, some, I know that there's people that are proficient in this. Some of the shamanic tra- traditions, I believe, although I'm not 100% certain on that, but there's there's pe- there's people that are proficient. I would say that that's the vast ma- minority of, of these cases, but it's, it's a possibility. So what do you guys think? I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot to go into the, to, in this subject, but there's only so many things you can say about the possibility of what these things are. There's so many stories and so many different things that these could be. I'm really interested to hear what any or all of you guys have to say. If you guys have had any kind of interaction with them, have you, have you dealt with a doppelganger before? What are your thoughts about what they could possibly be? I just think that there's there's a there's a lot of room for speculation here. But I mean, I, I think I think how I summarized it, you know, with the buckets seems to make seems to make sense to me. I don't I hopefully it makes sense to you guys. I don't know. I I feel like I've been rambling this entire time. Because I have, because I am so low. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate you guys putting up with with the subpar quality of this of this podcast for a while. Um, like I said in my earlier tweets, but yeah, let me know what you guys think about this this whole thing. Let me know what the what you think about doppelgangers, what they are, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, tweet me. Let me know. Send an email to the, the circle path podcast at gmail.com. Get, get back to us on, on Instagram. I'll be, I'll be interacting heavily with you guys on there going forward. And, and also going forward, we'll, we will be releasing new episodes on Saturdays now. Every Saturday. 
if you guys have any suggestions for things that you might want to talk about, you might want to hear about, or if you want to be on the show, because I'm lonely. <laughs> I, I want to talk to you guys. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Send me your stories. Anything you want to talk about, we'll talk about it. Because you guys probably don't want to hear all of my my insane theories about everything all the time. So contact me, let me know. More than happy to have you guys on the show. Or record something, I'll play it. Just let me know. All right, guys, this is going to be a shorter one uh, because we don't have that much more to go into. So uh, once again, this is uh, this has been fun. Uh, get us on uh, the Circle Path Twitter or the Instagram, and you guys have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week. See ya.